Hello, um, everyone, and um, um, welcome um back to um. Hey, Ethan. Ethan. Yeah. I got this. All right, What's up, everyone? Welcome to Double FM Sports. I'm Todd File. I'm Ethan Fager. And I'm Darren Mizrak. And that's right, folks. Todd File isn't back back. <laughs> yeah, just kind of felt like the right time. So let's get into things, shall we, with some news? Yeah. Uh, I guess we can start out with probably the most recent bit of news. Uh, yeah, I mean, this uh, one honestly kind of took me by surprise um, when I saw it last night. But for those of you who don't know, um, the New York Giants, DeAndre Baker, and the Seattle Seahawks, Quentin Dunbar, are now wanted men um, for multiple counts of armed robbery with a firearm. Yeah, it definitely shocked me as well because, I mean, I'm looking right now, I don't know if they were, like, college, they weren't even college teammates. Like, I don't know how a guy from Seattle and a guy from New York commit a crime together. Uh, um, I would like to point out, Quinton Dunbar just recently signed with the He did play for the Redskins. Well, yeah, but, like, still, I mean... Well, I'm just saying they were closer to each other then. But still, I don't know how they would be friends. Like, I mean, I guess it's the NFL when they play together, but it doesn't really... I don't know. When I think of guys going out there and committing crimes together, I think of guys who have, like, either they played in college or they played together on the same team. It just seems a little bit weird to me that, you know, these are two guys who don't even play for teams that are around each other that much. All I got to say is they didn't, pra- they didn't practice social distancing. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Very good point. I'm pretty sure that DeAndre Baker is also wanted on four charges of aggravated assault, along with those four charges of armed robbery. But Quentin Dunbar is not. And I, I found, I found something interesting where apparently this is in Florida. And apparently, I DeAndre Baker wanted someone else to shoot someone, so there could have been murder charges in there. And Florida's very, like Florida will use the death penalty against you, so. Probably lucky uh, that no one was shot. I, I don't, I mean, that's probably the report, but I heard that um, one of the victims actually met DeAndre Baker and Quentin Dunbar at a party two days prior, in which, I don't know if it was gambling or he was, but it said that both of them lost around $70,000 at that party, and the armed robbery was somewhere around that total, so... I don't know if they were trying to get back to the people that they lost the money to or something, but that's at least the story I've seen. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, from what I saw, uh, what they stole was about, I think it was about 12 and a half grand and um, four luxury watches valued at about uh, 61 grand. So to me, this looks like they were trying to recoup some losses from that party. Wouldn't be surprised if it was gambling, um, but really, I I don't know. So, yeah, yeah. I think uh, again, as like they go to court and stuff, uh, more news will come out, and we'll have that for you. This is just recent. Yeah. This is just very recent, so we don't really know too too much about the situation yet. Yeah, right. I know. I, I saw something on Twitter last night that they were expected to. They were talking about turning themselves in, but as far as I know, neither of them did. So, I mean, that's a little interesting. And I, I also saw that, like, the Giants were in contact with DeAndre Baker or something like that. So that, that's just a little bit interesting, the fact that, you know, because they were in contact with him, he said he was going to turn himself in, and then none of that happened. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting turn of events there, and like Ethan said, we will do our best to keep you updated. For sure. Yeah. All right. Um, so let's move on to, I guess, some schedule predictions, um, because the NFL schedule dropped about a, a week ago. Um, and I don't know, there's some interesting games that are going to be coming up. Yeah, definitely. There's there's definitely some. I don't want to say scheduling surprises, but when I saw the schedules, I was like, 
there could be some good games there. Definitely, yes. Okay, so what game are you most excited for? I mean, week one is kind of stacked, I'm not going to lie. I mean, we're talking like the Texans and Chiefs opened up football, and I don't know about you guys, but that, that's a pretty that's a pretty high-end matchup, I mean... And you also have week one, you get two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time going against each other, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in New Orleans against Drew Brees. I'm, I mean, it's I know it's not one game, but that week one is definitely, it's it looks like there's some pretty solid games there to open up football. Yeah. Um, I guess we should say which game we're most excited for and maybe scared for for our team. That might be fun. Um, okay, so the game I'm most scared for for the Steelers, uh, well, I'm most excited for the Eagles game because I feel like we never really have that the Philly, the Pennsylvania game happen ever. So I'm really Wait, ex- they play the Eagles this year? Yeah, week week yeah, five. Week two. Oh, week five? I thought it was week two. Hang week on, two they played yeah. It is five, never mind. Wait, I thought that rivalry was every four years, and I thought it was like two years since it's happened. I think it's ever two. Wow. Um, it's every two years the out. game I'm most scared for may be the um we were at Tennessee or also we have to, we as usual we have to play Baltimore twice. So, um yeah, our schedule's not looking too good because we also have to play the. S- no, we don't. I don't have to play. We have to play the Cowboys, the Bengals twice, who could be give us a little trouble. The Browns twice, who obviously have a lot of talent around the team. We have to play the Texans, the Broncos, the Jaguars. Yeah, I mean our schedule's tough, but not as hard as some other teams. Yeah, it, I'd say it's a decent schedule. Um, for me. Vikings, I don't know. I'm kind of excited about this and kind of worried about this. Week one, Packers at Vikings playing in Minneapolis in U.S. Bank. I think the Vikings have a decent chance to come up with with a win there, um, especially since it's at home. And you know how loud that stadium can get. Mm -hmm. Um, But the one that I'm scared for is then when... We travel the Lambo because I know how that stadium can be too. You also have and to play Tennessee and Houston back to back. I'm actually not concerned about the Titans this year, um, simply because they lost some talent on defense and on offense. It's pretty much just Derrick Henry, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I feel like as soon as someone, as soon as any defensive coordinator figures out how to deal with Derrick Henry, the Titans are done. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'd agree with that as well. They simply don't have the help on the passing side of the ball. They don't. They have who, A.J. Brown? <laughs> I mean, A.J. Brown's kind of a blossoming wide receiver, but he definitely... I don't think he isn't, but he's not a wide receiver core. He's one guy. Cardinals-wise, though... I don't know about you guys, but I really like our schedule. I, I mean, besides our obviously, the, Ethan, I think you said this in the last podcast. The Cardinals probably have one of the toughest divisions when you're talking about, you know, the Seahawks. You're talking about a Cardinals team that's on the rise, especially with DeAndre Hopkins. You got the Niners, obviously defending Super Bowl runner-ups. I don't know if you consider that defending, but you know they were in the Super Bowl, and then you got a decent Rams team, so. I'd say of all the conference games that scare me, week one, the Cardinals are in San Francisco. That that one probably scares me the most. I think that'll be a good. Uh, that'll be a really good game. I hope. I hope it's a really good game, but that that one scares me. Now, don't now, like if if the Cardinals. Let's just say they do get crushed. I would not be scared because obviously they're still they're still. This would be their first game, like as a whole new like unit. So they might yeah. mistakes would probably a lot of mistakes would probably be made. 
So don't be scared, though, if they do get crushed, because they'll get better as the season goes on. say the Cardinals good. Yeah, I'm not gonna not gonna not accept that uh that praise that we're gonna have a jump, but I don't know, my team is kinda I don't really know. Um another team I could maybe see jump uh, maybe That, yeah, like, yeah. They were terrible last year, and suddenly they're looking like Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, definitely could see Tampa Bay. I also could maybe see... Maybe... Th- this is a bit... Uh, I know we're getting into hot... We might do some of this later, but maybe the Dolphins could make a run in the AFC East this year. I think that... I was thinking that, but, like, I'm also looking at the Jets, and we're talking about a Jets team who, although he played really bad, Sam Darnold was out for, like, a few weeks with Mono, and they still managed to finish a game below 500. Yeah. I mean... I mean, obviously, we're, we're forgetting about Buffalo, who I believe is tied with New England for favorites in the AFC East right now. Yeah, but I don't know if you could say they're on the rise, because they still won 10 games last year. Yeah. I think the Dolphins might be on the rise because they got a ton of defensive help uh, over free agency. Um, They've got a couple of interesting quarterbacks. I I didn't say good. I said interesting. Yeah, you just didn't want to say to us. Well, because I know that sounds biased, but... um, Todd, you should have made it biased. You should have been here last week whenever I brought up his little brother transferring from Alabama. He was like, he was like, uh, well, I don't really know how good he is, so, and I was like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I don't know, I mean, going back to uh, what you guys were saying about the Jets, I don't know. I... I think they're either going to play at the level they did last year or somewhat worse. Because, yes, they got a lot of offensive line help. But Donald has shown inconsistencies. Um, They need to get their running back situation figured out because Le'Veon Bell is not the same Le'Veon Bell we saw in Pittsburgh three years ago. Um, And... Even if Sam Donald can become a polished quarterback, who is he throwing to? Right now, it's looking like Jamison Crowder 
and Demarius Thomas. <laughs> you know, well, don't, I'm not going to hate on those guys, but like, it's not, I don't know, what the Cardinals have with DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, and then like Christian Kirk. Yeah. I don't definitely accept that praise of our wide I still think the Jets are going to be the worst team in the AFC East. I mean, I'm looking at the Bengals right now, and I don't know if you consider them on the rise, but I definitely see the Bengals winning more than two games this year. Uh, yeah. What do you mean, uh, yeah? No, they got Joe, well... Well, what they got—they got, in my opinion, one of the most underrated offenses in the league right now. You got a top running back in Mixon. You got AJ Green, a veteran wide receiver, out there with Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins, and you got one of the statistically best quarterbacks in college football ever in Joe Burrow. Yeah, I, no, I think they'll win like maybe six or seven. I don't know if you can say that on the rise, but, you know, it's at least better than last year. Yeah, and to me, really the success of this Bengals team depends on, A, how healthy is your wide receiver core, and B, how effective is that defense? Because time and again with the Bengals, the two issues that have plagued them over at least the past five years is defensive inconsistency and A.J. Green getting hurt. So if A.J. Green can stay healthy and they can get their problems solved on defense, then they will be effective both on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. That is very true. So I'm, I'm, I, might, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the last time that A.J. Green was healthy and the Bengals' defense played well, A.J. Green was playing as a top three wide receiver in the NFL and the Bengals were in the playoffs. Exactly, yeah. So if they can do that, then we're talking about a different Bengals team and a Bengals team that's playing in probably one of the most competitive divisions in the NFL. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, statistically on paper for this year, I, I think the two most like competitive divisions are probably the NFC West and the AFC North. Just because, like... In the West and the North, all four of those teams can get on a run, and then, yeah. then you have then, so it'll just and be. You've also, you've also got stereotypical AFC North football, you know, where it's like you if there's not two unnecessary roughness penalties or an ejection in a game, that wasn't as good as it could have been. Exactly. <laughs> It's okay, we got rid of Vontez Perfect. It's it's different now. That is true. <laughs> but you had Miles Garrett in there and Marlon Humphrey and Odell went at it last year and yeah. it's, still, it's still classic AFC North football. Yep. Earl Thomas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that'll definitely be a division to watch there. Yeah, it should be fun. Yeah, uh, I think I don't know this. This will definitely be a season to watch, especially with all of the trades and um, switching that went around um, during the off season. I know I got to start thinking about fantasy football at this point. Yeah, a little bit far out, but yeah, you do have to wait till there's a uh, there's practice squad or not practice squad. This uh. What's it called? Spring practice and all that stuff. Training. Yeah, spring training. That's what it's called. All those training camp. There it is. <laughs> yes, that, that's the word I was looking for. But yeah, you got to wait for training camp to get all those, like, training camp torn ACLs out of there. As you know, bad as those are, those tend to happen at least a few times every training camp. Yep. Yeah. Or like a couple of years ago when everyone drafted Jarek McKinnon only to find out that he tore his ACL like a few hours later. I, do, I think, didn't that happen in our fantasy, our fantasy league two years ago? Our first time we did it, I feel like. Wasn't that two years ago when Jarek McKinnon tore his ACL? Yeah. It was two years ago, I think. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to remember who, someone got him, I'm trying to. 
Yeah, someone did that in our own fantasy league. I can't remember who it was. It might have been. No, I think it was Hurley. I remember him drafting Melvin Gordon last year, and Gordon didn't play for the first half of the season. Yeah, he had a, he had a rough fantasy team. I don't think it was even just Melvin Gordon. I'm pretty sure he had a guy that got hurt like week one too. So, uh, folks, if uh, you take a message out of this podcast, please wait to draft your fantasy team. Hey, I just want to say I'm the only person in this car right now that actually won a championship in that league. So, okay. To be fair. Of the two seasons I've done it, the first season I was the one seed in the playoffs. And I should have been in the playoffs last year and things just started falling apart and injuries and yeah, it was bad. I was I was the one seed last year and lost in the championship by eight points or something like that. That'll do it. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll take a runner up though. Yep. Well, um, I mean, this kind of goes along the same lines as, um, as fantasy football, but, um, from what I've heard, you guys have been doing roster outlooks, um, and so I guess we're just going to cover, well, what were we on now? AFC West? Yeah. Is the AFC West the Chiefs? Yeah. Oh, um, wait, are we doing a break? Yeah, let's have our uh, little special sponsored message by Anchor put in here. Alright, so uh, make sure you check out this little ad here uh, from our good friends at Anchor. Thank you for listening to that uh, sponsored message from Anchor. Um, so, anyway... AFC West, um, I mean, draft has already happened. Off season has pretty much already happened. There's not a whole lot left to decide as far as free agents. Um, I mean, the only real big ones that I can think of are Jadevian Clowney, um, who would be interesting with the Chiefs, um, Cam Newton, and I really can't think of anyone else. Devontae, Devontae Freeman. Oh, that's true. I don't know if yeah. that's. I don't know how big we consider that, but. No, Devontae Freeman's a pretty big one. I mean, wasn't he in the Super Bowl three years ago? Yeah. It was more than three years ago. It was like five, but yeah. Wait, when was that? When was the Falcons for? When was the Falcons Super Bowl against the Patriots? Uh, like twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen, I think. Twenty seventeen. Was it twenty seventeen? Yeah. I think. That's not the Super Bowl. Is it? No, it's not the Super Bowl at all. The one that they lost, like... Yeah, 2017, February 5th, 2017. Okay, yeah, so that's 2016 season. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, even so, AFC... West, you end up with the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Broncos, and the Chargers, um, which I think could be an interesting division this year. But how do you see schedules shaping up? Or not schedules, sorry, rosters shaping up there. Well, do we want to do it like where we each talk about like a team and then the final team we can just all kind of group talk about? Sure, I don't care. Uh, so who wants to, I can do the Chiefs. Ethan always has to have the best team. Hey. <laughs> um, I can take Raiders. JR, do you want? Broncos. I don't want to see, I don't want to talk about the Broncos a little bit. Okay. Uh, I'll go, I'll start off for the Chiefs because usually how we do this is in like record order. Right. Um, so for the Chiefs, obviously at quarterback, you're, you're set with, um, Patrick Mahomes, uh. He should be good for the long run, so yeah, you're you're set there. Um, running backs, running backs, you're you're doing looking pretty good too. Uh, obviously with Damian Williams and drafting Clyde edwards hilaire uh, out of LSU. I don't like that, but um, why don't you like it? Uh, just be quiet. Because LSU, or because you don't like him as a player. It's LSU because LSU. 
Alright, you done. It's okay though, you're not a Chiefs fan. Yeah. Damien Damien Clyde was Elair after LeSean McCoy left. Um wide receivers. Um you're set you got Sammy Watkins, McCole Hardman, and Terry Hill. Uh tight end, you have Travis Kelsey. Uh obviously very good. Um O line. I mean O line. Solid, not not the best O line we've ever seen, but no, no glaring issues. Um, defensive line, uh, defensive line looks pretty decent. Obviously, you got Chris Jones, who had a very good year last year, and guys like Frank Clark, Alex Okafor. So, you're looking good there. Linebackers, yeah, you're looking. Line the Chiefs linebacker core is always weak. I feel like. Um, yeah. yeah, the linebacking core is not looking too hot right now, but um, secondary, obviously you got the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, uh, Daniel Sorensen, yeah, Daniel Sorensen, um, Antonio Hale, other guys like that, kicker, you got Harrison Butker, and your punter's Tyler Newsom. so overall, solid team, um, they should probably be one of the best teams in the league again next year. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, Alright. The Broncos were second in the West, right? Something like that. Alright, well, the Broncos, uh, they got an interesting quarterback, Drew Locke. I mean, I know everyone says Elway can't draft a quarterback, but people are hoping that Locke might be it. I've heard people say that they're looking for him to have a breakout year this coming season, so definitely be on the look for that. Obviously, the Broncos running back situation is a little bit interesting. I know we've talked about this before, but Melvin Gordon added on to all the running backs they have doesn't really make sense to me. Especially when Philip Lindsay is probably going to get paid soon, if he hasn't already. So, I mean, there's a little bit of a money issue there that I can kind of see in the near future. But they have good talent there, so I guess you can't really complain until money becomes an issue and sharing the ball. Wide receiver core, I'm a pretty big fan of this wide receiver core. I mean, it's – I think the average age – I mean, not the average age, but, like, I'm looking at four guys that could be big players for this. And they're 25, 24, 23, or 21, not 23, and 20. I mean, you got Deshaun Hamilton, KJ Hamler, former Penn State team uh, teammates. Obviously, Ethan, you'll be happy to hear this. Jerry Judy, one of the best college football receivers last season. And you got a guy like Cortland Button. I mean, their wide receiver core looks pretty good. Tight end-wise, I don't see a big-name guy, but I do see a number of you know, promising prospects. They got Noah Fan, I believe, last year out of Iowa. Albert Okwebenon, uh, former teammate of Drew Locke at Missouri. I've heard he's supposed to be all right. So, field positions at least look pretty good for the Broncos. The offensive line is okay. I mean, you got guys like Jawan James, who has played all right in the past. Dalton Risner's a nice young tackle. Uh, they drafted Lloyd Cushenberry III at center at LSU. I don't really know how good he is, but he was on the LSU team. So he has to be somewhat decent. They won a national championship. And then defensively, defensive line looks okay. Jarrell Casey from the Titans, he's there. Uh there's, there's some decent players. Nobody, like, super good. Chris Covington, he played for the Cowboys, maybe, I want to say. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. He's all right at defensive end. Linebacker <laughs> linebacker court looks pretty good. I mean, obviously, you got Von Miller. You got a young rookie. In, or not rookie, but a uh, young guy in Bradley Chubb. You got... Todd Davis, who's solid. Justin Hollins is okay. I mean, they're looking all right in the linebacking core. Cornerback and safety, obviously, you got A.J. Bouillet in the trade. Green Jackson's all right, but he's getting up there in age. And uh, Justin Simmons is 
right around his prime, he's an all right safety. So their defense is looking solid, and then you got a guy like Brandon McManus, a kicker, who you know that's a name that I think if you're thinking of a kicker, is one of the more prominent ones. So at least a decent kicker there. Broncos should have, you know, if everything goes their way, a pretty good season, I would think. Yeah. Um, as far as the Raiders go, I I do and don't like this team because I think they made some really smart decisions in the offseason, um, some decisions that I really like, but then I feel like they kind of made some really poor decisions in the draft. Um, but at quarterback, you've got Derek Carr, um, who gets a lot of grief from people. But, I mean, I think it's similar to what I said about Andy Dalton a couple of weeks ago. Is I don't think Derek Carr is the problem. I think for years he's just been surrounded by not great wide receivers. Um, so I think, granted, he's not the same Derek Carr before his back injury, but as long as he can continue to hone in what he's doing, um, I think he can definitely be at least in the top half of quarterbacks in the league. Um, then, of course, running back. Hold on, hold on, hold um, on, hold on. You you forgot something. Mario is the backup. No, uh, no. Nope. Nope. Who's the third string? Nobody cares, Ethan. Nick Mullins. Or not Nick Mullins. Sorry, he's the Niners. Um... Shoot, what's his name? The guy that threw, like, five picks in his debut. Nathan Peterman. Nathan Peterman. Um, the legend himself. I had to put him in there. Yeah. That's... No. <laughs> but, um, yeah, then at running back, you've got um, Josh Jacobs, who had great year last year, um, looking to build off of that. Not a whole lot else going on at running back. Um, the only other name I really recognize, uh, you've got Devontae Booker, formerly of the uh, Denver Broncos. And... You got Jalen Richard, I don't know. Yeah, him too. I only recognize him because of Madden. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, um, anyway... Wide receiver, like I said before, not one of the best wide receiver cores in the league. Um, I mean, last year, of course, they tried to get Antonio Brown, and you <laughs> saw all of that uh-huh. that happened there. Huh. Um, you've got uh, Tyrell Williams, who proved himself pretty well with the Chargers, um, but has yet to really add it a breakout per se um, with the Raiders. You also have uh, the second year pro Hunter Renfro um, who's from Clemson. And he had, he put together a nice rookie season last year. They also got Nelson Aguilar from the Eagles. Um, Stop it. He's going to have more drops than he has going to have catches. Yeah. I'm just saying somewhat high profile name there. Um, He drops the ball so much. Yeah, I mean, you got Keelan Doss, and uh, of course they um, they drafted Henry Ruggs. So I don't know. I feel like that's not the greatest core ever, but they could maybe get some stuff done. Um, offensive line though is I really like this offensive line. Sometimes gets a lot of grief, but has multiple Pro Bowlers. You're talking guys like Rodney Hudson. Richie Incognito, um, who have really been good linemen in this league for years. Um, so I think they will continue to be good. Um, tight end, obviously we saw uh, what Darren Waller did last year. Um, he was the heart and soul, really, of the Raiders' passing attack. You also have a somewhat underrated guy um, in Foster Moreau. And, of course, uh, they just acquired Jason Witten uh, from the Cowboys to bring in some uh, veteran talent there. So 
I mean, that's pretty much what I see for the Raiders' offense. Mm-hmm. Defensive-wise, I really like this front seven for the Raiders. Um, I mean, the defensive line last year was scary with guys like Max Crosby. Um, and I forget his name. This is going to bother me. Let me look. Jonathan um, Hankins? Who? Jonathan Hankins? No. Um, Reeves was a good D-tackle. Who? Mo Hurst. He was a good D-tackle for them. Carl Nassib? No, I'm looking for a guy that was there last year. I feel like he was out of Clemson. Oh, Cleveland Farrell. Yes, that's right. Cleveland Farrell, um, Max Crosby. That was just last year, and I thought they were scary. But then you add Carl Nassib from the Bucks. You get Malik Collins from the Cowboys. That's a pretty scary defensive line right there. Um, and then at linebacker, you get Corey Littleton, um, who proved himself really to be a stud with the Rams. And then um, Nick Kwiatkowski from um, the Bears. I think I, I do really like what's going to happen with this Raiders D next year. Secondary does concern me. Um, I kind of liked what they were doing. Uh, trying to get Eli Apple from the Saints, but that deal fell through. And um, now they don't really have a whole lot of people in the secondary. Um, Really, what you're looking at is Demarius Randall, Jonathan Abram, um, Trayvon Mullen. Oh, you do have Jeff Heath um, at safety. Um, you drafted yeah. Damon Arnett, but that was a bit of a shocker. Right. Um, I mean, I think that Damon Arnett's a good quarterback, not quarterback, cornerback, but I just thought it was a little bit of a shocker for a child. I still think that Damon Arnett's a good fit for them. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see how that ends up. Um, but it's a decent secondary, but not great. Um, and then special teams wise, you have, I believe, Marquette King as the punter, and um, uh, your kicker. We're talking about Daniel Carlson, who I thought it was AJ yeah. Cole was the punter. Marquette King fired. That's true. Yeah, I think I did actually see that. Um. Going to the Chargers? Sure, how should we do this? I say we just all pick them apart because there's stuff to pick apart there. Alright, yeah. so I'll I'll start us off at the quarterback spot. Obviously, I'm drafting Justin Herbert uh, out of Oregon, and obviously, you got a veteran, solid veteran in Tyrod Taylor. Um, I don't really know who they're going to start this year. Does anyone know? I'd, I'd say, I'd say, I'd say Herbert. I say Herbert only because I think, and I think I said this in our first round draft review, that I think Herbert was the best, the most pro-ready quarterback out of any of the any of the quarterbacks taken in the draft. So I think I think he'll fit right into the Chargers scheme. Uh, no hate to Tyron Taylor. I just think it'd be better for the Chargers to start with a guy who might already be a little bit more ready than other younger quarterbacks. I mean, at the same time, I could very easily see the Chargers doing what the Browns did with Tyrod Taylor, um, starting him, and he either gets injured or isn't playing well, and in comes your rookie in that case, it was Baker Mayfield. In this case, it's Justin Herbert. Um, I think that's also a very likely possibility. Yeah, I could definitely, I could definitely see that happening. I think those are those are probably your two best. I don't, I don't think Tyrod Taylor starts the whole or plays the whole year to start it though. Yeah, I would agree with that. Unless he somehow has this insane breakout game. 
yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, for running backs, uh, I guess I'll do is I'll just say like who, what notable they got, and then we can pick that apart. Um, sure. um, at running backs, you, uh, obviously Austin Eckler. Um, we all know about him, and we also know Justin Jackson kind of backed up Austin Eckler whenever uh, Melvin Gordon was holding out last year. So, um, I mean, linebacker, they're, they're, both of them are like 24, so they're both very young. So, that could be a solid running back core in the future. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean Eckler was my, either he was my running back two or flex player at some point. Last fantasy season, he put up good numbers while Melvin Gordon was gone. I mean, Austin Eckler's solid. I'd be looking at he's a, he is a he's a good receiving back as well. So he's he's pretty good when it comes to receiving and running. So look out for uh, Austin Eckler to put up some big numbers now that he definitely won't have to share the ball with Melvin Gordon. Yeah, there's no denying that Austin Eckler is a solid back. I am just concerned about depth. Um, I mean, yeah, you mentioned Justin Jackson, but beyond him, the the water gets a little muddy um, as to who kind of comes in. Like, I can't think of any other Chargers running backs. In fact, I wasn't even thinking of Justin Jackson. So hmm. um, my point is, if one or both of those guys goes down, then the Chargers are in trouble. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, wide receivers, uh, obviously Keenan Allen. We all know about him. And then, like after that, it, the water does get really murky. No, no. Mike Williams. Oh, Mike Williams. Yeah, Mike Williams. Sorry, Mike Williams. And then after that, it gets murky. Yeah, I, I was high. I, I don't want to say high on, but the Chargers picked up KJ Hill out of Ohio State in their seventh round pick. I'm not saying he's going to be Keenan Allen worthy, but I wouldn't be surprised if KJ Hill has a, a decent rookie showing, especially for a seventh round pick. Yeah, uh, definitely a possibility. Like I said with running back, depth does concern me here. Um, but yeah, that might be one to just wait and see. Um, Tight end, obviously, Hunter Henry. Uh, we all know about him. And then you have a solid backup in Virgil Green. So tight ends looking pretty good right now for them. Yeah, I don't, I don't have anything more to add on to that. I mean, it's definitely solid. Yeah, nothing here. All right. Moving on to the O-line. Um, again, again, solid. Obviously, acquiring trade Turner from the Panthers and the Russell Okun trade. Um, Brian Bulaga. Solid, Mike Pouncey, solid. So O line looking pretty decent as well. Obviously, again, not one of the, maybe not the best O line you've ever seen, but like they're still decent. Yeah, definitely some guys that can get the job done. Yeah, I would agree with that. All right, then defensive line, obviously like Joey Bosa, you know, pretty good. Melvin Ingram. What do you mean, pretty good? Joey Bosa is a freak off the edge. Are you, are you sure you're not thinking of Nick Bosa? I'm thinking about both of them. Okay. Yeah, okay. They're, they're both good. Um, Melvin Ingram's Melvin Ingram's had his good moments. Linval Joseph, one of the funniest players in the league right now. He's playing pretty well. Um, and obviously, like you got a very experienced nose tackle in Brandon Meebane. So... Looking pretty good at the defensive line. Yeah. Yeah. Um for, solid yeah, yeah. For linebacker, um a little little more murky, I would say. Obviously yeah, different story there. Yeah. Obviously, um I, I did really like the um draft they I I did like them drafting Kenneth Murray. Um and obviously you have like Nick Vigil and then after that it kinda just it's, it's a little. Yeah, no, Ross, okay. Off, uh, he's an outside linebacker, but I mean he's young, so nothing huge. But he's all right. Yeah. Yeah, like I said before, depth. You know? <laughs> Secondary. Um, 
Oh, go ahead. I said that seems to be pretty a pretty common theme with this uh, this Chargers team. Is it has some good guys up front, but when it gets to the depth, it's a little bit a little bit scary. Yeah. Yep. Um. Then secondary, um, acquiring Chris Harris Jr. Um, obviously Casey Hayward as your corners, and then, um. Derwin James, who is an up and coming star in the league, um, as your safety, one of your safeties. So, again, I think like we said, they've got some solid guys, but behind them, it's a little murky, which is a common theme with the Chargers team. Yeah, but I do really like. I mean, Derwin James is obviously, like you said, an upcoming star. Desmond King is only twenty five; he's pretty solid. Casey Hayward and Chris uh, Chris Harris are both uh, veteran cornerbacks who are, you know, they've had their time and they're getting to the end of their career, but they're still good. And I am a little bit high on Nasir Adderley. I know he's only he's only 22. I'm pretty sure he's out of Delaware. So he hasn't had much time to sign, but he's a solid safety. So I, I like their secondary, except for, you know, the depth. I like the guys that you'll see on the field most of the time. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I was actually thinking of bringing up Nasir Adderley, um, relative Hall of Famer Herb Adderley. So definitely looking up for him, uh, especially if one of those guys that we were talking about before goes down. Um, that's really going to be his need to step into. Yeah. Um. Special teams, obviously, Michael Bag, Badgley and uh, Ty Long, so uh, nothing too special there. But Badge is one of the best young kickers in the league. Eh. What do you mean, Ash? <laughs> he didn't miss an extra point last year. He kicked a fifty-yard field goal, and he was eighty-one percent from field goal. I mean, that's not terrible. Top around. Yeah, I'm not, I didn't say he was bad. I just said there's better kickers out there. Well, yeah, he still didn't miss a... Uh, okay, yeah, okay. He's still good, but I know. that's not hard to do when you're talking about a Chargers team who maybe scored... I mean, we've seen how much they scored last year. wasn't that great. Hey, percentage is percentage. Yeah. What, so if a kicker makes one for... If a kicker makes... One is also a hundred. Percentage is percentage. I'm, I'm going to keep that argument. He was 19 for no. That's not that good. There you go. He only missed three kicks, though. That's true. Um, I guess we'll move on to the final segment. Hot takes. Um, this is basically where we make the most outrageous claims you're no, ever no, going to no, hear. Not most outrageous. We're going to make. We're going to make claims that are shocking. Yes, yeah, outrageous but credible. Yes, you can back them up with facts. All right, so who wants to, who wants to start off with a hot take? We're allowed to do any sport, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Bit of a hot. I got one. Oh, yeah. oh, go ahead, oh. Todd. Jacksonville Jaguars this season will be the first team since I believe the Cleveland Browns to go 0-16. I mean, there is definitely a lack of uh, lack of roster there, but I don't know about 0-16. I think Mitchu Mania will win a game for them. <laughs> yeah, but they could sign Cam. Oh. I think they want to... I like Minshew, but... Even so, they got a tough schedule at the back half of the year. I mean, after... Let me see here. Um, After they played the Chargers in... I can't even tell what week that is. Um... Week 8 is what it looks like. Yeah. um, They play the Chargers week 8, and then they get, in sequence, the Texans, the Packers, the Steelers, the Browns, the Vikings, the Titans, 
the Ravens, the Bears, and the Colts to finish up their season. Yeah, yeah that is. That, 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 there's a potential there for 0-16. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I don't see it, but I, I'm, I would like to think they at least win a game. Yeah. yeah they, I, they do have good opportunities, but... That was going to kind of lead in my hot, my hot take. I think... Well, no, nah, it's not really a hot take. I was going to say no teams go 0-16, but that is easily proven. Ethan, that doesn't happen. Yeah. That's like common. Yeah, I know. That's why. I got I got an NFL hot take. I'm you guys might not like this, but here we go. Yeah, is it his third season? Maybe it's his third season. You don't know who you're talking about. In his third season, Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills will have an MVP caliber season. Uh, I like the way you're thinking, but I just keep having flashbacks. From the Houston playoff game where he <laughs> lateraled the ball to nobody. I mean, that's definitely. Oh yeah, weren't we all? Were I think no, we weren't all together watching that game. Me and Todd were together though. Yeah. And we were like, I we were going, we were going nuts. Like we were because we wanted the Bills to win. Um, and then all of a sudden, Josh Allen made two like really bad mistakes. I think he did another really dumb thing. Yeah, there was something stupid. Yeah. Um. Uh, I mean, definitely, um, I definitely can't say I couldn't see it, but, yeah, I'm, eh, maybe. I mean, they added Stephon Diggs, I mean, we're talking a top wide receiver in the NFL, on to what he had last year, and he led them to 10-6. Well, no, 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 it's not necessarily that he led them to 10-6. They yeah. went to ten and six, regardless of his play. And the quarterback always gets the credit. Oh, I got a hot take. What is your hot take, Ethan? Like I said last year, I think the Browns are absolutely going to suck this year again. I don't know if that's really a hot take, though. I feel like half the people in the NFL believe that. Well, it's just a matter if they can get it done. Well, no one believed it last year, but I did, and I was right. And you were not the only person in the whole entire world. Well, thought what do you think the Browns? Were, how do you think? How did you think the Browns were going to be last year, Jr.? I thought they were going to be good, and I have a rightful reason to think they were going to be good. Because if you look at the offense without any context of the season, you would think the Browns would be amazing. But then again, they Freddie, they had Freddie Kitchens as their head coach. That is very true. <laughs> and I, I don't. Stefanski. Uh, yeah. 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 I, I don't know how I feel about him as their head coach. Yeah. I'm I, not the biggest fan. I think there were better coaches out there, but... Yeah. They could have had Mike McCarthy. Yeah, I know. Or Ron Rivera. Yeah. But no, they went with Kevin Stefanski. Now, exactly. Then again, we're probably climbing on him. He's probably going like, to go undefeated or something now that we say that. But um. But you're just over here. You just, you just took back your hot tape. No, I'm saying... Yeah. Okay, whatever. I'm not even gonna. F- um, I don't know. I mean, I do. Do can we do other leagues or? Yeah, yeah. I thought we said. I, oh, I oh, oh, oh. I got one staying in football but going to the college world. Uh, Ethan, I know me and you have talked about it a little bit based on their offense. Hot take. An Oklahoma team wins the Big 12, but it's not Oklahoma. It's Oklahoma State. Interesting. Yeah, we, me and, uh, Todd, I don't know if you know, but, like, me and JR, past couple episodes have been really hyping up this Oklahoma State team. Um, at least the offense. At least the yeah, offense. at least the offense. Because, obviously, <laughs> as, as we all know, the Big 12 defense, let's just say it's not the best. But, um... Um, yeah, Oklahoma State, um, I think could really make, I, I definitely could see that happening. I don't, uh, I, I don't know, because obviously Oklahoma is very vulnerable this year, so it could be the time for a new champion. At least in the Big 12. Yeah. Yeah. Um, trying to think. 
Well, that's going to be my hot take. Well, mine's going to be Oklahoma State makes the playoffs. Uh, no, absolutely not. I don't think so. Uh, they won't have the defense. That, no, that is true, though. If they do, if they were somehow to, they would get smoked on defense. Like Oklahoma does every year. Yeah, <laughs> correct. Yeah, that's why they. That's why they can't win a championship because their defense, their offense is always really good, but their defense always just lets them down. You can put up seventy points a game, but it doesn't matter if you're facing someone who can put up eighty. <laughs> uh, it's very true. I got another hot take in the state of Oklahoma at the College of Oklahoma State, and I think Oklahoma State, after winning the Big Twelve title in football challenges Kansas and Baylor for the Big 12 title in basketball with top three recruit Cade Cunningham at the point guard. Sounds like you're just high on Oklahoma State. Me and Dara are both high on Oklahoma State right now. They are are good players, and I'm not going to discredit that. I mean, Cade Cunningham on the basketball side, you got Tylen Wallace and Shuma Hubbard, both guys who have either been the leading rusher in college football and first-team All-American. Um, they got guys who can play ball. No. All right, here's one for you. Um, in the playoffs for NFL, the one and two seeds for the NFC will both be fifteen and one. Fifteen and one. Fifteen and one. You had the Seahawks and the Saints. The Seahawks, okay. Mm. Um, I can definitely see the Saints. The Seahawks, I'm not so sure. I don't think they can virtually win every game in the NFC West division. Ethan, you're back at it with that word virtually. You used it like eight times last time. Think about it. Let's let's go through the, the Hawks schedule here. Week one. Um, they're in Atlanta. That's a dub. Um, then they're at home against the Pats. Also a dub. Then they get the Cowboys at home. Good game, but I think they're going to win. Then they're in Miami. That's a dub. They have Vikings at home. Much as it pains me to say, (laughs) I think that's a win. Then they're in Glendale. But I still think they might be able to come over the win there. Then they get the Niners at home. And I think that will not be but they can win. Then they're in Buffalo, which they can win. Then they're in L.A. for the Rams, which they could also win that. Then they get the Cardinals at home, which if they beat the Cardinals in the road, they should be able to beat them at home. Then they're in Philly, which is a win. They're in New York for two weeks. Or actually, no, they're not in New York. They get the Giants and the Jets at home in Kentucky. Todd, I completely disagree with your hot take. You want to know why? Why? Because each team plays 17 games, not 16. Except, so I saw that, but the thing is... Does that not go into effect until next year? No, there's still 17. It's 17 weeks, but there's a bye for each team. Yeah. Isn't that how it's been every single year? Yeah. Yes. Then why did they make it seem like there was teams playing 17 games? I don't know. <laughs> I'm very confused now. I've been under the impression that they're going to be 17 games, so it's season. I was also confused, but... Yeah, never mind. The NFL's confusing. Yeah. Um, anyway, week 15, they're in D.C., and they get the Rams at home. I said both of those are wins, and then they lose to the Niners in San Francisco. Definitely sketchy, but... I can, I can see it. I'm not going to discredit that. There will be some close victories in there that they'll have to pull out, but... I could definitely see New Orleans do it, but... And let me ask you guys, who do you think is the one loss that stops the Saints from having a perfect season? Tom Brady. My thought exactly. At Tampa Bay. Um, At Tampa. I could also see 
they do have to play the 49ers at home. They do have to play the Chiefs at home. Um, again, like I was saying about some of the other stadiums, you know how loud it can get in New Orleans. Exactly, yeah. Those fans go crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely think if they were to lose, it would probably most likely be the Tom Brady, but yeah. Yeah, also, a game to watch out for there. They, what week is that? Looks like week 12, they're at Mile High, uh, which is always a hard stadium to go into. Yeah. Yeah. I got I got a nice UFC hot topic, Todd and Ethan. I don't know how much you know about this. Ethan, we talked a little bit about it last last podcast, and this is a little bit of a succession. But Justin Gaethje fights Khabib. Gaethje beats Khabib. Conor McGregor gets to fight Gaethje, and McGregor beats Gaethje to win the title. I can see that so, happening by the end of this year, or at least early next year. Conor McGregor will be the title holder at that weight class. Interesting. Now that might be my bias in liking Conor McGregor, but yeah, we know how much you like Conor McGregor. Yeah, you're not you're not wrong. I do like Conor McGregor a lot. Oh, I got I got another one. Now this one's not necessarily this season, but in the next five years, the Vegas Golden Knights will win a Stanley Cup. Oh. That's not a hot take. That's definitely possible. I mean, it's possible, but we're talking about a team that just came into the league two years ago. If you would tell me that there was a team coming into the league in their first, like, six, seven years, they win a Stanley Cup, that's impressive. Haven't they made decently deep playoff runs the past two years? Yeah, they were in the the Stanley Cup Finals their first year. Okay, so I don't think that's that out of the question. Yeah, but I think they actually win it. Yeah, but I still don't see that that's that out of the question. They're a series. I mean, their first year in the league, they were a series away from getting a championship. Yeah, that's true. Here, I'll add on to it to make it a little bit better. The Vegas Golden Knights in the next two years will make it to the Stanley Cup Finals and play the Tampa Bay Lightning. Okay. Now that that's a hot topic. If you don't know hockey. There's this, you know, I want to say it's a joke, but it's kind of a joke that the Tampa Bay Lightning, like, they can't win playoff series, especially after last year when they had a huge amount of points in their regular season and then got swept or something. Yeah. Yeah. But I I say the Tampa Bay Lightning face off against the Golden Knights in the next two years before, you know, the Tampa Bay Lightning talent has to leave. Yeah. Decent hot tips there. Ethan, what do you think about that? Yeah, I definitely could see it happening. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, um, I've got a Premier League hot take. If it's Liverpool bottling the league, I don't want to hear it. No, it's not. I'm saying it's next year... Next year, we're going to have a um, Premier League title holder that is not in the famed top six. No. Yes, I like that because Jr. That includes Lester. I don't. I, I love Lester, obviously, but I really don't think we're title contenders unless we get another few guys to sign with us. I mean, yeah, but we saw what Lester started to do this year. All it takes is some of the. I mean, we already saw two thirds of the big six lose steam. I mean. Arsenal, yeah. Um, Hotspur, yes. Man U, yes. Chelsea, eh. And then Hotspur two are Liverpool and Man City, who are the same. But if either of those two start to tend, leaves the door wide open for Leicester. I mean, besides Leicester, Ethan, who are you alluding to? Because you better not be alluding to a 12th place Everton. Um... I'm not necessarily I was maybe thinking, like, I know they don't have the talent, but, like, Sheffield? No, Sheffield is not coming in and winning a title in two years. I don't, I don't know. know. It could happen. 
Sheffield was, what, running in the top ten? They were, like, seventh or something. Yeah, this is their first year back in the league. I just don't think they have what it takes to make. Um, I could maybe see, the obviously, like, with a lot of money to spend Newcastle. Uh, I was obviously thinking, like, Wolves or Watford. Yeah. yeah Wolves, Wolves would probably be my top pick if it's not Leicester to win the title outside of the big six. But at the same time, I don't think anyone would have picked Leicester to win the championship in 2015. So, Absolutely it would be not. I mean, yeah, it would be something crazy like that. Hey, maybe I'll have to put some money on Leicester next year if that hot takes what would be what we're going off of. <laughs> Imagine if it was Aston Villa. <laughs> oh, no. Are they even going to be in the Premier League next year? That's a good question. Let's see. Do we have any more hot topics? I'm trying to find some, but I don't know if I got any. I don't. More. Well, if we want to make this a continuous segment, I don't know if we should waste all of our hot takes this yeah. episode. I feel like we've kind of gone long enough. Yeah. yeah. We're probably good. Um, so, yeah, that is our podcast for today. Um,. Obviously, we're happy to have um, Todd back um, and hopefully back for however long he wants to be back. Um, yeah, um, I mean, I guess, you like, missed. what? You said um, six times in the past minute. Sorry. Sorry, I just had to point that out. <laughs> That's why we're really glad Todd's back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So, obviously, like for the next for the foreseeable future, it'll be the three of us once again. Um, maybe adding like we said, maybe adding some special guests, maybe some athletes, depending on like how, if we can get anyone. But um, yeah, that's our show. Um. Also, I guess like a little housekeeping stuff. I think we're trying to maybe. We're going to try to maybe film once or twice a week, and that's kind of, like, set. We've never really said that before, but that's kind of our goal. And if it is twice a week, it'll probably be, like, every six days, so just under every week. Yeah, we yeah. don't want to give too... We, it just takes too much time for us, and it also wastes your time as well, so... Um, yeah, hey, these podcasts don't waste their time. No, no, I'm kidding no, if we, we do, like, a ton of them. You guys. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't say it waste their time. Well, if there's t- something to watch, like, they're not... Well, because some people have different interests, and that's why we try to cover different things every podcast, so... Yeah. Yeah, Um. I think that's it, unless anyone else has anything to add. Yeah, I'm good. As am I. All right. Well, I, I, I think since Todd's back, he probably should just want a uh, <laughs> famous sign-off here. All right, well... Until next time, I'm Todd Foyle. I'm Ethan Vega. And I'm Jeremy Zarek. And and we're signing off.